You're listening to the Live, Love, Engage podcast. And today we are talking about money, specifically our relationship with money and how to release your money baggage and master your money skills. Stay tuned. I am Gloria Grace Rand, founder of The Love Method and author of the number one Amazon bestseller, Live, Love, Engage, how to stop doubting yourself and start being yourself. In this podcast, we share practical advice from a spiritual perspective on how to live fully, love deeply, and engage authentically so you can create a life and business with more impact, influence, and income. Welcome to Live, Love, Engage. Namaste and welcome to Live, Love, Engage. I am Gloria Grace Rand and today we're going to be talking about money and the emotional baggage that we sometimes carry around (laughs) uh, dealing with money and that stops us from really being as successful in our life and business. And with me to talk about this is someone who has been dealing with this for a long time now. Her name is Chela Diaz, and I didn't double check to make sure I was pronouncing your first name right. I, I figure it's easy, but it is that, right? It is Chela. It is. It is definitely. You got it. Okay, good. Because sometimes, you know, it, it, something will look simple and then it won't be. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm so glad that you are here. And uh, we met actually at a, um, uh, a mastermind event not too long ago, an online mastermind event. And uh it was really great to get to know you. And uh, let me share a little bit about why this lady sang to me, as my mother used to say, um, and why I thought she'd be a really great guest for the show. Um, she has known for a long time about how to manage money, for one thing. Uh, at nine years old, she'd go to the farmer's market and knew the vendors that had the best produce at the lowest price. So she knew how to make a deal right then. That's pretty cool. Uh, bought her first car at 17 and her first home at 23. Um, she's been and, and then she's been married for 17 years, has two sons. And for the last, I guess, 15 years or so, she's been on a spiritual journey that's included uh, allowing her to host workshops that empower people to master their money skills. And her simple approach to create a spending plan that will serve you today and for many years to come is what's going to allow you to Reach your financial goals with joy and grace, which is just something that I think is a perfect way to be able to do that because there's too much stress. And I think that's a lot of what we do sometimes. We stress about money. So if we can do it with joy and grace, that's a good thing. Um, So the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is I know that you you work with a lot of coaches and mentors. And then you've also yourself created a program that provides your clients with the tools they need to unpack their emotional baggage around money. So tell me a little bit about, I guess, what is, how do you define emotional baggage and, and why are we carrying it around with us? Where does it come from? I guess that might be the, even the better I'm question. I'm so delighted. I'm so delighted to be here with you today, Gloria. But, um, I believe that a lot of the baggage that we carry, we don't even know we carry, Mm. 
right? So that's the first thing is because yeah. we, we're not even aware. All we know is that we're not reaching the financial goals that we want to do, right? For many, many different reasons. But some of this, so I like to think as the money beliefs that were gifted to us mm. by adults, <laughs> right? And so we carry this and we don't even know that we're carrying that. I say it's time to give the back. Right? <laughs> yeah. so we're a gift, give it back. <laughs> Let's let it go. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's first knowing that you may not even be aware that mm. you're carrying these emotional baggage around money. Yeah. That's where the, that's where it all begins. Mm. Well, then if you're not aware of it, how, how do you get aware? Or is that, or is that what you help people with? I well, no, and they, they can do it. It, 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 it. The first step is identifying what the money conversations you listen to as a child, mm. right? What was that? What was planted? You know, where were the seeds planted as a child? And there's not going to be many because we all pretty much have, I've been doing this for over 15 years Money does not grow on trees. We're not made out of money. We can't afford it. You know, you have to work hard for your money. You have to struggle. We're not rich. Yeah. You know, those are the most popular ones, right? So depending on what that was, whatever, it doesn't matter which one it was. Mm-hmm. And how did that conversation, how is that have an impact on your current financial picture? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I would imagine if you're, not getting the results you want, then it's probably because of those. And it has to do with one of those, one or more, probably, of those beliefs. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. You just said it, right? Because if you're not getting the results that you want for whatever reason, whether you procrastinate, whether you're not doing the things you need to be doing, whether you're putting it off until tomorrow, you know, the someday. Mm-hmm. No, no, someday is not. Today is here. Yeah. So whatever the whatever actions you're not taking, because usually is you're not taking an action, it's a reflection of whatever that money conversation you heard as a child. Mm, yeah. So how do you go about changing that? Because I know, um, and it's certainly been something that I've had, I've done a lot of work on as well, and and realizing that, yeah, I had a lot of disempowering beliefs um, that I inherited. Uh, and I know I've been doing some work on, on retraining myself, I, I guess, maybe. Um, so what, what do you do? How do you help people um, to be able to, I guess, come up with some better beliefs about money? And that's it. We're just up, uh, updating the programming, right? We, it's time to have an upgrade in your computer. We, we do an upgrade on our computer and on our phones, right? We just need mm-hmm. to do an upgrade on our mind, our brain. And that's the first step. Right. And it could be simple as identifying. I'm a huge believer in letter writing. And I say letter writing versus journal writing. Because hmm. a letter, you just think of that event or the scene or whatever it is. You pour yourself whatever your feelings and emotions are into paper, and then you burn the letter. That's my favorite part. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's identifying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're taking that stuff from your mind onto the paper and then you're letting it go. Mm. Yeah. It's a ritual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so freeing. I've I've done some I've done actually some of that myself and uh, and I what do you find I I've found that really 
when you write the letter to really even allow yourself to feel your emotions. Um, Cause I, I did write an angry letter to my mother once. Um, she's, she, and, and she never saw it because you know, she's, she's transitioned a long time ago, but it was because of a lot of the stuff I, I realized that I had taken on a lot of her beliefs. She grew up during the depression. So, you know, she, she did the best that she could. And that wasn't how I grew up. We actually were doing fairly well, <laughs> you know, my, for my childhood compared to hers. Um, so do you find that, like, is, is that something that you find that helps if you really, you know, not just writing the letter, but really actually sort of feeling it? Absolutely. So the first step is writing the letter to that scene or that event or situation or the person yeah. burning that letter, but also following it up with the letter of what you want to invite. Ah, okay. Right? So whatever it is, you know, do you want better relationships? Do you want to have more money? Write a letter to money. Write a letter to relationships. Mm. Write a letter to abundance. Whatever it is that you or experiences, whatever it is that you want. Dear money, I've missed you. I want you to come back. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? But, and I know That's it may true. sound silly, right? Yeah. Maybe not for your your audience, but, you know, just really be real with it. If mm-hmm. you want money, it's a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. What is the money relationship? What do what do you think about money? What do you, how do you talk to money? Yeah. Are you constantly saying you're not enough? Right. You know, I don't have enough of you. You don't have mm-hmm. enough, whatever that is, right? Because, yeah. and think of it, really think about if that was you, and you were in the relationship with that, the way you talk to money, you were talking to a significant others. Mm-hmm. They stick around. I wouldn't stick around. Oh, if, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. But if you start thinking about that, your mind starts thinking about, and that's when they begin to shift. And when that happens, then all of a sudden, you're going to come across either books, TED Talks. <laughs> You'll be so many different researchers. Somebody will mention, oh, or recommend a book they just mm-hmm. read. Right? Yeah. Because now you're open, you're opening up those windows to receive the information that's going to help you get to the next level. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And and that is a good segue of what I wanted to talk to you about next, because um, I, I know that we both share an affinity for um, really tapping into the spiritual side of, well, the spiritual tools, I guess I could say. I, I know that you've done... Um, uh, you, you're certified in like Reiki, for instance. And I know I, I've taken some Reiki trainings as well, and and um, I think you do. You've done like hypnosis and and NLP. You've studied a lot of different modalities. How does that um, how does that play into the money story? Um, well, I should say, how does that play into your your work with clients around money? Yeah, it, it's just that tool belt, you know, it's just the box of tools mm. because everybody's on a different journey and everybody's on a different, you know, part in their life, in their journey. So those, all those tools just come in and I don't have to think about, well, which tool am I going to use? It just flows in. It's whatever per- that person needs at that point in time, mm. right? And it all goes back to the childhood. It all goes back to some event that we experienced that it, it was just not a, a comfortable, right? So we, I think of it as the money experience, you know, whether it was, let's take, we don't have enough, we can't afford it. Mm-hmm. But also how that experience grew as we grew, mm-hmm. right? Because it keeps changing. Yeah. We experienced it as a five-year-old. 
but then he took a different form when we were 18 or 21 or 25. Mm. It's the same. So it's about going back to the root, identifying and releasing it. Because he has taken out many, many different, I like to think of it as different outfits. It's put on a lot of different outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit, though, about your story, though, in particular, because it seems like you were pretty savvy about money right from the start. So you must have been blessed with some, maybe some good parents that didn't have quite as many limiting beliefs. um, Uh, No. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no, now my dad is very smart with money. He really is. Um, my dad was a baker and my mom was a housewife, mm. right? So okay. for those folks that think, well, you know, she got some help. No, she, I, I actually didn't. Mm. Um, once upon a time, but the one story that I walked away that was gifted to me is you have to work hard for your money, yeah. right? When your dad is a baker yeah. in this it's physical work. Oh, sure. And I, I definitely um, worked with him. So he worked a full-time job and then he had a side, side um, business as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember having to get up on Saturday mornings, which felt like it was four o'clock. It really wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, for that 14-year-old, it was like, why do I have to get up so early? Yeah. So the story that I received is you have to work hard. Mm. So for me, yes, I was good with money. Yes, I was able to manage. And anything I set my mind on, mm-hmm. I knew, you know, if you want X, you just need to put these things into place in order for that to happen. It just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But when I first went out to get my first speaking gig and I got paid for it, mm-hmm. how is sitting, standing in front of the room talking, it mm-hmm. went against everything my dad said about working hard. So mm-hmm. I, at that point, I did. That was my overcoming of mm. reaching out to my mentors and my coaches and helping me, you know, bridge that gap. Mm. So I did. I mean, it, it definitely, I, I definitely had to go through it. Yeah, I did have to go through it, but I went through it because mm. I still had some beliefs, mm. you know, and it's have to work. You have to work hard. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what, um, what got you interested in, in other types of uh, modalities, you know, like, like Reiki and things like that, because it's still, you know, in a lot of circles, um, you know, people call it woo woo, you know, things like that. And, but it's, I, I think it also is still, it is starting to become, I think, more, more accepted. I mean, even by mainstream uh, medical profession, but what, what drew you to it? Initially, I I was uh, got into a sales position, and I knew there was going to be a lot of stress. Mm. So my first initial certification was a yoga teacher. Oh, okay. Because I figured, you know, a Kundalini yoga teacher. So because I wanted to be able to manage my stress mm. in anticipation for that. Right. And while you, I was getting certified to do that, um, then I met other people. You know, because once you're in that circle, then you, you get in. So then mm-hmm. um, other opportunities presented themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I went from one certification. I still finding I was looking for. I don't know that if I was looking for, I was running away from. I think running away from was more likely. Oh, really? I just didn't want to be that, you know, healer. I didn't want to mm-hmm. be that energy person. So I, I fought it for a very long time. 
<laughs> so I just kept saying, if I just get one more certification, you know, if I just do that. <laughs> so now I, I'm very fortunate to say it's been about three years, no more certifications. Okay. Um, I finally took some of the ones that I had on my list off the list mm. um, because I feel complete. Not that I won't do any more trainings, but I'm always open to learning. Mm. But all the certifications that I have at this point in time are enough for me to be able to help mm-hmm. the people that I need to help the people that are meant to work with me. Mm. But it was a journey. Yeah. That that is so important because I know I've uh, met a lot of other people and and I think especially people who are um well number one I think they they are uh drawn to maybe the coaching industry or, or something like that and they do uh sometimes tend to think, oh, I just need to get like one more certification. I just need to do one more thing and instead of just going out and just trusting that they've got enough knowledge um, and experience right now to at least be able to help the people who are not at their level yet, you know, so as long as you can stay a little bit above who you're working with, you're going to be able to provide value to them. Um, what do you That's think? huge. That's yeah. huge. That is a $10,000 tip, mm. right? Because we just need to be ahead just a little bit more yeah. than the person that we're helping. Right, enough to show them the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what I know, one of the things that you deal with, and and I want to go back to a little bit more about money because it is uh, something that so many people do struggle with. One of the things you talk about is um, that people have money leaks, and <laughs> so can you explain what that is and and how do we go about finding that? Yeah, you know, um, absolutely. Because we go out and we get things, we get stuff. Mm. And I'll, I'll be the first one, personal development courses, right? How many more freaking personal development courses do I need? Mm. So just becoming, taking an inventory of finding or the subscriptions that we order mm. that are a great idea at the time we did, but they no longer serve us. Right. So I know somebody that recently did this and this is a high earner. Right. He, he's at the over a million dollar a year range. Mm-hmm. And he when he did this, he started putting counseling, the three ninety nine, the four ninety nines and nine ninety nines. Right. So it's about taking an inventory of what money is going out. Mm-hmm. And are you really using it mm-hmm. or. You know, doing combinations like you can bundle your phone and your internet, right? So it's just about finding ways of where your money is really going. And every single person that has done this has been a game changer because they always find, because we forget, right? We don't always forget, especially if it's being automatically taken Mm -hmm. out. You don't really, it's not like you're, it's not like you're handing somebody money, right? Right. It's not a conscious. Yeah. So that's why you can really, if you take inventory, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. How much money are you saving a month just by doing that? Mm-hmm. Counseling the services that you're no longer using or combining the services. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's huge. A, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is a really powerful tip right there for you because it is amazing that, um, because you do these, you know, they make it so convenient that it's automatically goes on your credit card and you don't realize that you're spending the money until you get this receipt and you're like, oh, wait, oh, I, I still have that. Am I still using that? So here's 
what I have found, and this is a tip actually that my amazing daughter gave me because she's a very organized person. Um, I use Asana uh, now in my business to help me keep track of things. And one of the things I've done is put reminders when certain things are that I know I have uh, subscriptions to and to revisit it and say, okay, so do I really need to do this now or is it time to cancel it? Um, because I have gotten burned. Like I know I, I'm still paying for, I think, a video software thing and I, I, I missed it again. So I've got to, I've really got to double check and see when that renewal comes due because I don't want it to be automatic anymore because I don't, I'm not really doing video marketing like to that extent that I was doing a few years ago. So I don't really need it. So you're already ahead of the online. game plan. Especially, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's always a good time to... And, you know, ideally it would be great if you did it, but what if you start doing it every three months, every quarter, you yeah, just go true. in and check. take an hour, set a time, 50 minutes, mm-hmm. set a 50 minutes aside. Yeah. And what if you just take inventory and you know, review your credit card statement, what's in, what's coming mm-hmm. in, right? Yeah. Because that's going to help you find your money leaks. That's step one. But what if you start putting that money towards a... Um, what I call possibility account. Mm, I like that. Tell me more. <laughs> a possibility account is where you're going to start putting money in to, you know, replace the tires, to mm. replace your refrigerator, to take a vacation, mm. to invest. It's yeah. a possibility account, that, which means that the possibilities are endless. It could be for anything. It could be three months of your monthly obligations that could go mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. The bonus to that, once you start that account, is that when you begin to watch that account grow, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to say no to some of the shiny objects that come your way. That's true. Right? Because you're like, okay, do I want to spend this $200 here or do I want to put it into the possibility account and help it even go higher, increase much mm-hmm. quicker? Yeah, that's the magic. I really enjoy the possibility account. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that too. Yeah, um, and, and one thing too is when you have even big expenses that um, you pay off. Like for instance, we've actually just made the last payment on my husband's car, so I intend to actually now put that monthly payment aside into savings now because I was it was already in the budget. I was spending it anyway on the car payment, but now I can put it aside so that when it comes time for him to be able to, when he's going to want to replace the car, we'll have a nice down payment paid and set aside already. Absolutely. But we want to give something to them. I, I call it the monkey, the monkeys, the monkey chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what if you take just a small portion, maybe like half the payment mm-hmm. or a small portion and go out and celebrate. Oh, I like that idea. A little treat. <laughs> yeah. Like a little treat. Yeah. And that's another thing is like, as you're finding your money leaks and mm-hmm. as you're counseling things, right? make a list of at least five things on the list. And these are the five things that you're going, one, you're not going to do all of them, but right. one of the things you're going to do to treat yourself. Mm. And however, well, that treat, the reward, should not put you into debt. That's not what this is right. about. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Not, that's not what it's about. But right. it could be you're going to take yourself to a drive somewhere, whether it's to the beach, to the mountains. So you are going to have to, you know, you're going to spend a little bit of, but it's not, um, you're going to go on manicure, pedicure. You're going to go for a massage. You're going to go for a nice meal. Now, one of my clients, a treat to her was getting her car washed. 
right? So it does, it, it's a small investment, but it's telling your mind and your brain what you want to do. It's magical. Yeah, that's so, that's so important. We, I, I don't think we realize how important that is actually to that, that rewards, you know, because I mean, when uh, we forget, I think as adults, you know, when we're kids, we do get rewarded for, you know, either whether it's good grades or, or maybe even if it's just simple praise for doing something good, but as adults, you know, we don't necessarily get all that kind of uh, positive reinforcement. So to being able to um, positively reinforce yourself is good, you know, rather than relying on someone else, but being able to treat yourself, like you said, I think that's a, that's a wonderful way to do it. Um, you, you mentioned that you've worked with coaches and, and, and I know I have too. And um, when do you, um, when is it important that I think for someone to maybe to start working with a coach? Because I know so often we try to do everything on our own, but it's, that becomes tiring and can be actually expensive sometimes trying to do everything on your own. So when do you think um, it's good for people, especially if they're struggling with their money and maybe they're having some issues and trying to, uh, you know, find leaks and, and, and just, or change their beliefs about money? Upgrade. We want to exchange. Yeah, we want to exchange. I like that. <laughs> um, I say when you're not getting what you want, mm. right? If you're, I won't say struggling, but if things are hard, huh. right? If the clients that you're wanting to work with or work is not going your way, you know, and things seem to come up, you know, I mean, whether you get a flat tire, where you get a ticket, all these things keep showing up, mm. right? And you're not getting the outcome that you want, whatever that may be. Because everybody has different things. But if you're not getting the outcome, absolutely, it is time for you to go out and work with somebody. Mm. The coach, and talk to the coach, right? And Mm -hmm. and I have worked with many, many, many coaches. And some of them, I knew I should not be working with them because we were not in alignment. Yeah. But I got carried away. I didn't ask enough questions. So ask questions. And most importantly, are you in alignment, right? Are they a fit? Don't worry so much about what they promise they're going to do, but what I go back to the feeling word. Does it feel like they're in alignment with what you want to achieve? Mm. Crucial. Yeah. Right? Because you're going to be working together. Mm-hmm. And it there has to be the trust, right? And it has to yeah. be the mutual respect. Mm-hmm. So ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to question, you know, and you'll know at the end of the day, trust your intuition. Because mm-hmm. if they're in alignment, then you'll know that the person, next thing you know, it's like somebody will show up and like, oh my God, I have to work with this person, <laughs> right? The last client, yeah. she's like, we met once, we were at a networking event. We set up a time to call. Mm-hmm. And immediately she's like, uh, I don't know why, but I need to work with you. Yeah. I said, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah. and it was truly, truly amazing. And it was a phenomenal experience for both of us. Yeah. Right, but the coach can see your blind spots. The purpose mm-hmm. of for you getting your coach is because they're not in your business, they're not mm-hmm. in your life, yeah, and they're going to be able to help you see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most importantly, they're going to guide you, they're not going to do the work for you because I believe coaches should provide you with the tools and empower you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not, I'm not going to do it for you, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're not going to get. Well, you might get some results, 
maybe, but not really. It's because it's not going to be ingrained in you. It's not going to be something that you're going to be able to repeat because it's not something that you've really either physically done or, or just or done the mental work, whatever it is. But yeah, you absolutely need to do it. And um, what is, uh, I, I, I found for me that um, one of the important components of this sometimes is when you're working with a, with a coach um, is having an accountability partner. So why, because um, I know this is something that I think you, you believe in as well. Why, why is it good to have somebody, um, you know, there to hold you accountable? Absolutely. And I'm actually right now part of an accountability. We check in on Fridays. We say what we're going to do. And then we check in on Wednesdays and then Fridays we report. So Fridays we report. We set the uh, achievements for the following week. And then Wednesday's a check in point. Mm. And it just blows my mind how many people constantly are just not achieving their goals. Mm. Right. And something needs to change. But for me, um, but no, because he helps you accountable. So the two, there's four areas that I personally think in this accountability is partner. The two areas that if I didn't have this program for me, and this is personally, is uh, working out and connecting with friends. I'm great at the business part. I'm great (laughs) at my meditation. But if I didn't have this accountability, I got to be honest, the workout, I was like, well, maybe today I won't do it. (laughs) Um, And then keeping in touch and connecting with friends. Yeah. That will go by the, you know, I wouldn't be committed to that. But to me, accountability is that person that's going to help you say you're going to do this and do it. Mm -hmm. One of the best things um, I have found, um, and it was just recently mentioned at the event that we met, actually, Mm -hmm. is having three people have the common. So okay. let's say that I would hold you accountable for the things that you want to do. And then somebody else will hold me accountable for what I want to do. And then you would hold accountable the third person. So that we don't, you know, I mean, it, it makes it very clear. I like that idea um, because I've been, I was in a, a, a group coaching masterminding program where we had accountability buddies. And, and so, but sometimes, and, and this was over a year long time so each I think it was each quarter I think we we changed but maybe it was even every month I think we might have had a new buddy and some were better than others at at helping you to stay accountable but I love the idea of having three people in the group so that way even two if if maybe one person does happen to you know something happens whatever then you've still got the other two can can even still help out because if you lose the one and it's just you then you're stuck. Um, so that's wonderful. I love that. Yeah. And I think because we all need that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just at the end of the day, you know, we still, we need that encouragement. We need to, because for me, it's about integrity and self-esteem, right? I don't want to yeah. show up yeah. saying I didn't do what I wanted to do. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. what I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that drives me. So, you know, believe you me, if I, so um, right now I got to tell you my workouts, I said, uh, my I have for a couple of months saying I'm going to work out four times a week. I end up working six times, but I'm committed to doing four. Mm. Right. And so mm-hmm. when I show up, I'm able to check that box. It's a little green check. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's because we all need that support, right? right. And also accountability partner is there mm-hmm. to cheer you on. Yeah. But also a person that's going to be non-judgmental if something is maybe you're having a low day. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because things happen. And 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 if anything, uh, the year 2020 has certainly shown us that things happen and, and it can really throw you for a loop. And I think even more um, now is has been proof of why it is so important to stay connected with other people because, um, you know, so many people have been isolated and, you know, and especially even people who, who lived alone and then they were in lockdown and, you know, you can't go see people. So it's been, um, so great to have zoom and I love, you're probably going to be hearing my dogs in the bark in the background. I, who knows why they're going crazy today? <laughs> I've been trying to mute occasionally, but I can't do it when I'm speaking. Um, but yeah, it's um, and I now I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, I oh well, it's all right. Um, yeah, accountability it's uh, it's a really good thing. One last thing I wanted to ask you about because um, I know I think we're probably going to have to wrap this up in a minute. But I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. And, and yes, I'm stalking. I love it. I love it. Well, it said something about on there that you are a, a vessel for ninth dimension energy. And I was like, I think I'd heard somebody else mention that to me once, but I would love to know what that is. And, and yeah, it's, why well, is that it, important? Well, <laughs> well, it's, 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 it, I think of it as um, all of the certifications that I have, the Reiki teacher, Reiki master, Family constellations, um, I learned so much from that as well. It's just like a different radio station, right? Mm-hmm. It's just channeling in. Now, for me, what happened when I did receive the ninth dimension is that it put all of my certifications into a gorgeous Tiffany box, mm-hmm. right? So that it does only whatever's needed. Mm-hmm. So it's another certification. And actually, that was my last one. Oh, okay. um, because it just, to me, it just brought everything together huh. okay. and it just made it incredibly laser focused, mm-hmm. very gentle, but incredibly powerful. Mm. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, cool. Well, it's maybe- pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, good. Now I remember we were talking about the pandemic. There we go. <laughs> I got sidetracked by my dogs there for a moment, but yeah. Um, well, is there... Any other, I know we kind of mentioned a bunch of things, uh, different tips that people can do. Is there any other um, wealthy habit that we can get into that would be useful to help help us to be able to cultivate more abundance in our life? Is there anything else that you and I This I took from my 20 years in the real estate underwriting. Mm. I was a real estate underwriter. So yeah. I was that person that either approved or denied the mortgage loans. Gotcha. Lots of power there. Yeah. But the one thing that I did see based on tax returns is that the wealthy always put, pay themselves first. They Mm -hmm. always put themselves first. Mm -hmm. Right. And I say, it doesn't matter. I know there's a lot of people out there. They say you should put 10% and 5%. I say that's a phenomenal place to shoot for. They start where you are now. Yeah, you're able to put away $25 a month, mm-hmm. right? Start there, be consistent with it, and then right. increase it. Yeah, you know, maybe double it in a few mm-hmm. months. That's right. But the consistency, the amount doesn't matter. Start mm-hmm. today yeah. and then being consistent because that's when you're going to be, begin to build that possibility account. Absolutely. And this is something that they always do, no matter what amount is coming in, mm-hmm. they always take a portion and put it into 
investment, whatever that may be for them. Right. But start building your possibility account. The wealthy do it. I think we should too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think that is great advice and that's a good place to end it. But one last question. If someone wants to learn more about you and, and uh, you know, possibly work with you and help to clear out some of those, uh, you know, emotional baggage that they're carrying around to help you, maybe you can help them get rid of it and dump it somewhere on the side of the road. Um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the best place for people to connect with you? Best way is my website, chelladias.com. My name, chelladias.com. I also have a business page, Chella. Those are the two places um, that you can connect with me. I would love to have a conversation and see how I can best support you. It's been so much fun. <laughs> it has been. I've really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm so glad that we got to meet. And see, that's why, you know, going, attending networking events and things like this and, and masterminding, that's what we got to do. We got to mastermind with different people. It's so important to put yourself out there because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know what relationships and you could find a new accountability partner or, or two and form a triad. <laughs> so Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm delighted we did this. I'm delighted we met and I look forward to staying in touch. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, everyone out there who is uh, listening or watching on YouTube. I appreciate you. And until next time, as always, I encourage you to go out there and live fully. Love deeply and engage authentically. Did you know that a majority of entrepreneurs tend to discount the importance of their work? And a good number feel their success is simply due to luck. I know from personal experience that self-doubt can keep you from having the kind of life and business you desire. That's why I've created a free guide called Uniquely You. How to move from self-doubt to self-love in four simple steps. To claim your free guide, go to liveloveengage.gift. That's liveloveengage.gift.